Computers are live. Mixers up. Levels are good. Equalizer is good. Ready channels one and two. Mic is live in three, two, one. Roll it. Welcome, listeners, to the My Practice My Business podcast, where we teach dentists and their teams how to reclaim forgotten profitability in dentistry with our clinical business of dentistry training. And now, the host of our show, the clinical director at My Practice My Business, Dr. Rob Thorup. Welcome, dental team members, to the first My Practice My Business podcast. I've had a lot of colleagues and friends uh, bugging me about doing a podcast and uh, doing one regularly so that uh, we can all help each other out and learn uh, the clinical business of dentistry, which is what we teach at My Practice, My Business. I'm Dr. Rob Thorpe. I'm the clinical director and one of the founding members of My Practice, My Business, and I'm excited to be with you here today. Just like Walt Disney started out with a mouse, It all started for us with a simple phone call. Back in the early 1990s, I had a 17-year-old female patient who happened to be a cheerleader and a prom queen, and that prom was coming up in about three weeks. Well, she was also on the swim team, and during a competition, she uh, was, I guess, uh, going uh, 400 knots uh, through the water like a fish, (laughs) and she took and kissed the side of the swimming pool. Eight and nine, uh, fractured right off, uh, about a third of the way down. A little too much for composite restorations, at least with my skill set, and uh, but not deep enough that she needed root canal therapy. So uh, I looked at it and I went, gosh, we're going to need to definitely do crowns on this patient. But the type of crowns that I wanted to do uh, were pretty expensive. And I know that all of you have had this same internal struggle. How can I do my best but charge so little when I'm part of a PPO plan? And out here in Utah and many of the states across the country, uh, definitely dental insurances are basically turning us into uh, not-for-profit entities, right? So I was going, gosh, I, I can get an IPS heiress crown for about $75 from a small lab here in Utah. And But I had Arrowhead Dental Lab down the street from me a little ways in Sandy, Utah, and they were doing what was called at that time the Procera Elite Crown, which was a zirconia coping with, I believe, they were using Norintaki porcelain over the top of that and then using multiple layers of clear occlusal translucency. Uh, Dick Barnes, either he or one of his techs, uh, figured out, wow, how to get a lot of depth out of a crown so it looks very vibrant and natural and real. I loved using those crowns for years. and But they were about $200 a unit. So it's kind of like, wow, how can we uh, get reimbursed back in those days? I think we were being reimbursed about $450, $475 a unit, uh, maybe 500 bucks a unit. Uh, but the crown itself is $200. And that cut into our profit. Uh, our profitability like crazy. So I wanted to use those crowns, but I also wanted to be able to charge more. And so I needed to make a change. So I decided to do what I thought every other dentist does. (laughs) I called the insurance company and it was Blue Cross Blue Shield. And the first person, uh, first line of defense, when I asked the question, could I charge more? 
uh, they said, uh, let me have you talk with Mary. She happens to be the general manager over dentistry, and uh, she happens to be here today. So they put me in touch with Mary. And let me tell you, I had a life-changing event with this woman. She took the time. Now, keep in mind, the parents came in, uh, the mom, the daughter in tears, the dad is super concerned, and they're hanging out in my reception area, and I'm in my office getting schooled by a lady that took the time to educate me. So Mary taught me, Rob, you can't increase the D2740 code, let's just say, she said, but you can uh, charge an additional fee, and we call that a cosmetic upgrade. And I said, a hootie whatie? <laughs> she goes, she said, uh, it's a cosmetic or upgrade or a value-added service. If you'd read on page four, bottom paragraph, anytime you provide a value-added service that we don't cover, uh, that's on a fee-for-service basis. And I said, well, wait a minute, Mary. I'm contracted for an all-porcelain crown. Yes, but you guys don't read between the lines very well, like business people do. You're offering a value-added service. Therefore, if you're going above and beyond the average type crown, you can place a markup on that. You, there, you can charge whatever the market will bear, she taught me. She taught me about tipping points. If you charge too much, you might lose the sell. I'm like, the sell? Oh, my gosh. Most dentists freak out when they hear that word. If you charge too little, you've left profitability on the table. Oh, my gosh. Let's not talk about profits, Rob. Now you're across the line. These are all business concepts that this general manager from one of the major insurance carriers, and back in that day, Blue Cross Blue Shield was our favorite because they actually paid more than other companies did. And she took the time to teach me this. I was dumbfounded. That was the best phone call I ever made. I thought other dentists made that same phone call. So for years, I followed what she taught me. In fact, she said, <clears throat> if you dentists would just read your contracts, you would know what you can and can't do. And none of us have ever read a contract. Shoot, we found another PPO plan that said we could charge a lab fee. And I, I was going, this is crazy. None of us read those contracts. So anyway, Mary taught me uh, how I could get paid fairly for what I did. And so those Procere Elite crowns from, from uh, Arrowhead Dental Lab, there was a $125 difference between that and the ones that I did before. And so I took and I, I said, uh, um, Mary, thank you. Thank you so much for teaching me these business principles. I really appreciate it. So what I did is I took and I um, went out to the reception area. Oh, really important. She told me and taught me that there were two things that I had to do. Two things were mandatory. One, I had to explain to the patient in detail what the upgrade was for. And second, they had to sign appropriate consent, which she instructed me on what that appropriate consent was. So I went out and I presented it, and I received an additional $250 more per unit because I put 100% markup on the differential cost of goods, like she taught me. And I sat there scared to death, and the dad said, I told the dad he has to sign consent, and the mom, they have to sign consent, and... <clears throat> And there would be that additional cost uh, for the tooth, for both each tooth. And 
I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose a cell. I mean, we get scared as dentists every single time we approach a patient when it comes to finances, and we shouldn't. We're the CEOs of our company. We should be the last person that feels like we can't talk finances to our patients. Um, so I, I said to uh, the dad, told him the spill, and he said, where do I sign? And do you take MasterCard? Wow, what a concept. I get paid fairly for what I do. The question is, is do you? Every time I give a lecture, I can have a room full of 30, 40, 50, 100 dentists in the room. I can lecture with hundreds of different dental offices being represented, and I'll ask them every time, how many of you are upgrading crowns? And we're just talking crowns. At my practice, my business, when we teach offices, the clinical business of dentistry training, there's a myriad of areas of CDT codes you're not using and codes that you can create for value-added service. And I'll ask him, <clears throat> how many of you are upgrading crowns? And usually about, it, it used to be nobody <laughs> hardly had raised their hand 20 years ago. And as the years have gone on, recently now, here in, in 2018, 2019, about half the room will raise their hands. And I'm dumbfounded that the other half do not. And so I say to the room, for all of you who didn't raise your hand, what do you not know that the other people do know? And of course we get, uh, it's illegal, you can't do it, um, it's unethical, blah, blah, blah. Yet all of us will complain about what insurance companies are doing to us. The large majority of us have our fee-for-service fees that are set not to direct operating costs per hour, but to uh, fee surveys from like Henry Schein Dental or for national fee surveys. The ADA put out a, a, uh, a fee survey for our areas just a few months ago. And but how we should look at setting our fees is by our direct operating cost per hour, and that should determine what we're charging. And we shouldn't just break even, people. We should have corporate profits built into it. Isn't that amazing? And so I took and uh, um, I received an amazing education by this insurance rep. And I have to say that was the most amazing call and the best business decision I'd ever made. Where would I be today if I didn't question what we dentists think is normal? No, it's not okay to simply accept one fee for a service when there's a differential in cost of goods or time involved to provide it. No, it's not okay to pay for your patient's dentistry, which is what we see on composite fills all the time. It's definitely okay, ethical, moral, and legal, to offer choice to your patients where there is a differential in cost of goods or direct operating costs and charge for it. In fact, I had a, a one of our clients... Uh, they have multiple offices, and the, uh, there's an individual that ran all the offices. He has an MBA, and he said, hey, in, in my master's training in business school uh, at the University of Utah, I said, we were taught that it's misleading if there's choice to be made. And what that means is, do we give our patients choice like of the type of implants that go in their mouths, or do we just order the cheapest product out there? Keeping in mind, 
currently today, uh, Strawman has won the medical device award for two years in a row on their implants and they're super expensive. But if you studied the different types of implants out there, I mean, for me, I'd want a Strawman implant in my mouth and I love Nobel BioCare, Keystone. There's myriads of upper, upper, uh, uh, I want to call upper division type products, but there's, uh, and then there's cheap ones to compete in the cheaper markets. Which ones do you want, Doc, in your mouth? Shouldn't it be the patient's choice? Isn't that the more ethical thing to do? And, and we shouldn't refrain from offering the best of products and the best of services to our patients just because we feel like they may, they may turn it down. And that's the problem that we have seen throughout all the years as we have consulted with practices. We have seen that the number one factor in, in not offering choice, especially when it's more expensive choice, is simply fear. All of us in dentistry were afraid of being turned down by our patient, of the patient complaining because the insurance didn't pay enough for it, and we're scared to death to make a corporate profit. But believe me, colleagues, we're the only business out there. We're the only business that has the same price point when there's a differential in cost of goods. Let that statement sink in for a minute. I hope that you continue to listen to our podcasts. I hope that you continue to learn and grow and, and in, the, in the clinical business of dentistry, not just the clinical side of dentistry. The two go hand in hand. You and I didn't go to school just to give treatment plans. You and I went to school to provide oral health care and to make a living doing it. And it's okay to make a living. It was one phone call. Your patients will develop a greater trust in you. You'll be able to sleep at night, and your bank account will finally be in the positive when you simply give them choice. Now, it's your turn to make that call just like I did. Call us at My Practice, My Business. Let us train you and teach you how to be profitable in dentistry again. We're here to help practices reclaim forgotten profitability in dentistry. We teach you to break the status quo, and it's that simple. We have what we consider is one of the best clinical business of dentistry trainings ever seen in, in the whole dental industry. We don't teach uh, in our trainings, we don't teach fluff, we don't teach uh, a lot of the things that other consultants teach. Now, a lot of practices need the, those uh, protocols and systems in place. We, we do help you uh, simplify business protocols and systems, which it undoes what other consultants uh, teach and train on. I know I've spent tens of thousands of dollars for dental consulting back in the day to get my practice going. And I've, t- and I've learned a lot from consultants and there's a lot of good information out there. But people who go through our training cannot believe the return on investment that happens the very next day. We offer a 100% unconditional money-back guarantee on our training. In other words, if you don't make money off of our training, we shouldn't either make money off of you. Isn't that the way dental consulting should be? Don't wait. You're losing money every day you don't take action. For me, reclaiming forgotten profitability in dentistry started with one simple call. Yours can too. Look at our unfiltered Google reviews. Read them. They're real. 
check out our patent pending software called My Dental Docs. Go to our website, mypracticemybusiness.com, and let us help you learn the business principles that you and I were never taught in school, but are so powerful and important for us to be successful as solo practitioners, as owners of dental service organizations and group practices. Let us help you increase your profitability by teaching you things that a simple phone call taught me from a, a caring uh, <laughs> administrator from Blue Cross Blue Shield. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Uh, we're going to try and keep our podcasts around uh, 15 to 20 minutes because that's how much uh, time you usually have to drive home. I know some of you have longer. Uh, if you have a longer drive time home, listen to this again. Let it sink in because... Many times we have so many people come to our introductory courses, go through our training, and it takes time. I've been doing this for years, so I can absorb and make changes, uh, course corrections quickly. But when we learn something new, it takes time to implement those things. We understand. We get it. Thanks so much for listening to our first uh, podcast. Uh, Here we are in February of 2019, and we're taking off like crazy Uh, We appreciate all of our clients and the success you're giving us, and we're grateful to serve you. You're listening to Dr. Rob at the My Practice, My Business podcast. Have a great day.